If you're not in tech, your portfolio is a wreck. We're just going to talk about tech stocks all day today, and you guys are going to help us find some new ones. NVIDIA over 400, Netflix up, Apple up, Microsoft. That's where the money's going, folks, and we know where it's coming out of. This is pre-market prep. This is a Tuesday, and we're fired up as the S&Ps are going to make a new high for the year. They've already matched it. We'll talk to Dan Pepitone at 835. This is pre-market prep. Let's get the show going, Mitch. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, folks, we're up 23 and a quarter handles, 42.36.50. We matched that yearly high, 43 and a quarter. And we're only six points away from that. Not much resistance after that. The buck pulling back a little bit, down 18, 19 cents at 103.94. Bonds up a point and a half at 127 and a half. Crude not participating in the rally, down 76 cents at 71.91. Gold up 1610, 1679.20. Silver flat on the session at 2335. Bitcoin participating up 1310 at 28,225. Well, we have different indicators uh, on the show, and uh, one has been the triple D hair indicator. And, uh, you know, I asked him to get a comb before the show started, and he said, This is my tech hair. So let's see that that tech hair indicator. This and, is the uh, tech hair right yes? here. AI hair. This is the AI hair right here. So no, not going to comb intentionally, leaving it long. Now my wife asked to cut it on the weekend. I said, no, I have the AI hair going on. And until the AI rally is over, I absolutely really? cannot get a haircut here. So beautiful day. It was 85 degrees up here at Georgian Bay to get your hair cut. But I was like, no, we cannot. AI hair day is today when the AI market crashes, which probably it inevitably will do one day. Um, then I'll cut my hair. So keeping the hair crazy until AI rally really? is over. Wow, I got not, I'm yep. the opposite. My hair is so if the AI shorter, rally goes on shorter. for the next year. My hair will be like, oh gone. man, you do a pony or something. Uh, well, we but, might uh, have to do that eventually. You know, what? I didn't mention the debt ceiling, we'll get that, but uh. We got to bring in uh, the heat is on. Money Mitch going to the NBA Finals. You oh got to be gosh. happy about that. We got a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wow. Congratulations, Mitch. It's not every day your team goes to the finals. Loving it for the you. I'm cheering for you, Money Mitch. On. The heat is on. I'm cheering for you, buddy. It's going to be. Oh, are we, how much are we going to get? How much are we going to get fined for I, I this paid one? for that one. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> uh, let's go, baby. That's what it's all about. And that, like I said, man, the heat is on. We, 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 we built up resiliency with a couple of losses. Now we're ready to face 
the challenge that's going to be, of course, the Denver Nuggets. And I got to say, the Nuggets are my West team, so it's a little bit hard to battle. You know, like I have like a team on the the West and a team on the East, and I enjoy kind of like going for both. So it's going to be a little difficult to kind of go with that. I have to go with my blood, which is going to be, of course, from the 305. But we'll see what happens there. Let's get to the stocks action. Of course, though, we want to get into it. Let's talk about what happened over the weekend. Or maybe they knew it on Friday because it definitely felt like this move was priced in already. Debt ceiling avoiding default, it seems like. Uh, That's what we got over the weekend. A lot of talk here. President Joe Biden, House Majority Leaders Kevin McCarthy reached an agreement to raise the debt ceiling and avoid a default over the weekend. Uh, Congress is set to vote on the legislation as early as Wednesday. And do you feel that this move was maybe priced in some into Friday's rally? Apparently not. Because we're continuing to rally here, so apparently not. Mm. You would think, like in what we said was, you know, there's going to be a deal. We knew there was going to be a deal. It was just inevitable of when the deal was going to happen. So they get the deal done. Looks like it's good to go. And you get the debt limit rally. And some people were saying this would be a sell-on news event. So far, absolutely not the case in tech. It's a sell-the-news event in some sectors. But I tell you, in tech, they are buying the news. In tech... This is the tech melt-up day here, folks. I'm just looking at my screen. Tesla up 3.27%. Meta up another 2.3%. Netflix up 4.5%. Holy, everybody's watching Netflix. NVIDIA through 400. Forget about 400. We're 408 on NVIDIA here. AMD continues to melt up. Goes up 5 bucks. It feels like every day. Even Intel participating oh, here today. Oh, man. I, Intel I, up. What's going on no, if Intel's man, up? It, now, that's yeah. crazy. Let's, uh, well, I just want to talk about the NVIDIA first. I, I sure. want to get the name right. Uh, and we went through this stage before, and it's where it moves past the analyst target price. So what do you have to do when something goes past your target price on Wall Street? You say, no, 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 no. It's going higher. And so there you go. Raymond James, and this guy's been pretty good on Raymond James. Uh, he's given the price target to 450. And then I'm going to say, well, this is going to 450 today. And Dennis is going to say, would you quit using that joke? But there it is, man. It's up $19. Might over- go to 450 today, oh. the way this market is. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what to get. What can I give you here? What, an, what do you I'm- do? What do you do for projections on this? You don't. It's new all-time highs. Again, one, we haven't used this rule in a while because we haven't had a lot of stocks making new all-time highs. I always say never be short of stock making a new all-time high because new all-time highs, you get newer all-time highs. Two, never short a hot story. How do you get a hotter story than NVIDIA? So everybody who keeps trying to short this continues to lose money. And I don't mean, you know, a few people are losing money. Every single short is losing money on this. Why? Because it's making new all-time highs here right now again. So all of the shorts are down. All of the shorts are squeezed. Not that there's maybe a lot of short interest here. I haven't even looked at it. But And if you're short the stock, you're getting squeezed on NVIDIA. If you're short the stock, you're getting squeezed on all these tech names. The, 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 the story continues to be the same. It's tech and it's everything else. And if I look, that is the story here today. Tech is just killing it here today. And then you go to the broad market, oil's getting hit. You're seeing some consumer staples getting hit. You're seeing, you know, some of the drug stocks are getting hit, defensive stuff. But you're also seeing, you know, some of the cyclicals getting hit here too. So, I mean, again, they want tech and they don't want anything else. This has been the tech 
full market. And then the IWM will give you a feel for everything else, which is going nowhere. Oh, so nowhere. If nowhere you're not near in tech, last week's high. You're not Look participating. This. Look at this. Last week's high, just over 180 and change. We're trading up uh, uh, 56 cents. It's like, who cares, right? Who cares? I mean, for this uh, in, NVIDIA, too, I mean, I was just thinking I do a projection here, and I look from the COVID low. The COVID low was 45. That was like a 300-point move, right? And up to 345, 346. But if you tack 300 on the 108, that only gives you 408. And that's where we're at right now. So that was the same move. But, man, the momentum. Look how many months this this uh, this move persisted off the COVID low. And we're only in, what, the uh, fifth, sixth month of this. So, But that's not the only tech stock. S&Ps, man. They're they're coming up on the pre market high. If your platform says forty one seventy five, they're lying to you because we hit forty three and a quarter overnight. And you know what forty three and a quarter was? The February second high. I am about to be wrong when I said the high for the year is in. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah you're we matched it. It lasted. It was nice while it lasted. But and then if you want to, I'm just going to go out on the dailies here. You start to get in uh, like. This area, we came down hard. I had to go back all the way until August of last year to try and find some resistance in this market. And your next daily high is 42.9975. Now that you know, is it going to go there today, tomorrow, maybe by the end of the week? But you got to be thinking 4,300 unless we get something to uh, uh, upset the apple cart. But uh, that's wrong. So I have a new name for this. I'm calling it the AI revolution. Oh. And that's what it's going to go down in the books. So start start writing it down. It's exploring the impact, of course, of the potential new bubble right now. The AI revolution. What are you guys thinking? Is this here to stay? Um, how big can this bubble get before it goes, you know, kaboom? Yeah. Because I, I, we all know eventually how these bubbles go. Pop. Um, but the only question is, how big can it get? It's just getting started, isn't it? Well, so there's multiple thoughts here. AI in itself is getting started. Have we priced in a little bit too far too fast here? Probably. Like I said, I think at this point in time, if you're looking to invest in NVIDIA or AMD or you know Microsoft, I think you need to wait for a pullback at this point in time. But I mean, the chasers are getting paid here. So, you know, the chasers are getting paid. So it's hard to like argue with what's working right now working chasing is working i don't think it works in the long run though i don't know when the eventual rug pull comes here but what i will say is i don't believe ai is blockchain i don't believe it's even the metaverse i think it's bigger than all that so i do believe there is a long-term story here i think we'll be talking about ai five years from now i think we'll be talking about ai 10 years from now so we are we are early in the overall story but we are so hot on these stocks that I want to be in some of them, but I got to wait for a pullback here now. I can't bring myself to chase NVIDIA at this point in time. I couldn't bring myself before, which is why I bought AMD. My question to you, Mitch, and also to the chat would be, is there any sneaky AI plays that haven't gone much yet? Because obviously everybody's swarmed AMD and NVIDIA and Microsoft and Google and Meta. Chat, chat, is there any sneaky uh, sneaky AI plays that maybe you know haven't been mentioned or you know the market hasn't thought of yet stocks that maybe could turn around here you know and start getting going i mean i i've been arguing for arkk arc has done really nothing 
And you got to think eventually, if the tech keeps ripping, that they're going to start going into all these, you know, smaller companies. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying invest in ARC, but, you know, wow, so far since at- I talked about the quadruple bottom, it's up here today. But, I mean, we're not far off. We know it hasn't really run yet. Is there any trains still at the station? AI trains at the station. Individual stocks, you know, like ARC obviously has a lot of different stocks in there, and they haven't performed. Very disappointing performance for her seeing this tech melt up and ARKK just sitting down here, not even that far from the lows. That's disappointing for her. But, you know, Mitch, what do you got here? You got a couple sneaky AI plays? Well, I grabbed ARKK. Um, I'll tell you that. So you I, did what you are along ARKK. I grabbed ARKK. that on Friday. Yeah. I, I think grabbed... it's not a bad call. And we've said this for the last week. You know, we said it when the quadruple bottom was in. It was around 38, right around 38 and a half when we started mm-hmm. talking about this. I think it's not a bad call to be long arc right now. Yeah, um, I grabbed it um, Friday. I have a 39.06. So it's not like the perfect, but I just figured out. I mean, 4010. Not bad. I, I see where we're we're going off of, where we're basing. I have to give it a little bit of room, like maybe about the two full points, but I'll look to see if I can get, you know, above 45 and really get that break. What does she right. have AI in her portfolio? A lot. I mean, and um, yeah, she watching... that she thinks is AI. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she has a lot of genomic stuff, right? That has to do with kind of mm-hmm. like a little bit expansion there. One of her biggest positions that she's been adding to is path. So I would keep that on watch. Do I this path? Is... Uh, yeah, P-A-T-H. Yeah, that um, got she's, killed. She's That's been massively kind of, adding to it. He, here's the kind of stock that you do buy. If, okay, so we, we're in this market where if it's non-tech and it's dipping, I'm not interested. If it's tech and it's dipping, I'm interested. Because mm-hmm. we're in the tech melt up here. They're buying dips. Look at this UI path. Two days ago, goes from 17 down to the low of the yeah. year almost. In two days, getting almost all the losses back, Joel. Look at this chart. From 1330 up to 1667 just right like that. boom 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 all the losses are back would love to hear hear about this a couple of days ago obviously um <laughs> you know and the chat's throwing a lot of them out here the little yeah so ones. one thing that i also want to look at especially is looking at software names because those are the names that i think that could get the biggest boost sure right um so uh, we've been already seeing some of these names already run right if you look at software infrastructure the top names you're going to have like right apple microsoft google nvidia some of the bigger names that you always look at but take a look at like the moves that we've been seeing in crm and uh cisco's one that hasn't moved that i'll keep an eye out for maybe could get a little lift but i'm looking at like other stocks like acn things like this that could really start to get a little bit of a push um adobe we called that out last week that's already got a massive move um, yep. So I'd keep an eye out on things like that. And then also software application names. SAP already has made a big move, but that it, you're starting to see a couple of these into it, right? Has been hanging out here. Hasn't done anything. Actually got hit last week. So that's one that I'd maybe Catch off earnings, yeah. Yeah, maybe you wonder for if a little bit of a ain't move. A play here. Exactly. But, yeah. I, so I'm I, running through these I think names a trade right on into it. <clears throat> Stop yourself out the low of the move of the 407, and maybe it pulls the UI path where it just gets her back in three or four days. Again, you know, we've been talking about this tech rally for so long. I feel like it's so long in the tooth. There will inevitably be a rug pull here. So don't just think these stocks are going to continue up here forever. We're kind of in the late innings of the short. We're in the early innings of the long-term AI story. But we're in the late innings of this immediate rally that we just had. You know, stocks just don't go up 30 40% in a week. I mean, Marvell was just nothing short of incredible. But it goes from 40 (laughs) to 68 
in a week. I mean, we're up 80% in a week. So there's certain stocks we just can't chase at this point in time. I can't. Maybe you guys can. I can't chase at this point in time. That's why we're kind of looking. Is there a catch-up trade? Is there a laggard trade? Is there some stuff that maybe, you know, hasn't gone that could go? Because when you get into the late innings, they start grabbing everything. It's kind of how it works. You grab all the guns, and then people are starting, like, comb the ditches. What hasn't gone yet? And then those kind of get up into the late innings. Now, you know, if you want to look elsewhere, I mean, if you're looking just at value, the value stocks are all killed. You know, and that would be a different conversation. Is there some stuff, diamonds in the rough, maybe, that they're throwing out, you know, potential AI plays, you know, too. But again, this market is just the tail of two markets. It's tech and AI, and then there's everything else that is sitting and going nowhere. How about the laggard of laggards, IBM? Yeah, and it's starting IBM's to show some life. It has been an absolute dog. I mean, I don't know. I'm an IBM mistake. Definitely a mistake. Get paid 5%, but I could get 5% in cash. The stock's, you know, down about four bucks from where I bought it. You know, obviously after a huge tech rally. Yeah. Epic disappointment, IBM. I'd rather like Intel than uh, I would like uh, I think IBM. so. Um, so that if you're if you're really looking for something like that, I, I'd go for more like the Intel chart. Maybe. Um, but I, I also like uh, different names in software. I like Square now. Um, I know that it hasn't moved at all. But it gets to a certain point where I feel like it's a target for lagged action, right? Yeah, it hasn't moved. I like Square. It has I'm nice bottoming. It. Has like you could see there, like kind of how the 58's been holding as of late. So I, I kind of know my out. Also, um, the weekly also has about three kind of bottomings and a little bit of a reversal action. So last week's low 57.54. I can kind of use that level and start to look for a reversal in Square. That's the one on my radar. And then I'd also put Splunk. Splunk is one that's already gotten a little bit of a move, but just hanging out here by the oh, 100. I like that too, Mitch. And just setting up there, I think, yeah. for a little bit of a move higher, maybe 110 in reach for that stock. Um, Okta I like the Splunk. is another one. I did a little research, so I got a couple of these already on Good. my list. Okta is another one that I'd take a look at. Um, this is a, a retail favorite also. Just starting to kind of push, just close the gap. Now yeah. let's see if we use that gap as some support and see if this can get moving. Uh, lots of good names there. I'm long square, full disclosure. I have a half size position in that one in the long-term portfolio for the same reasons you're talking about. Just And I've been long it for about a week, waiting for the catch-up trade, maybe even two weeks, waiting for the catch-up trade here. I'm in from around this price. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, God, again, no, you see PayPal you. go down every single day. And, you know, they, they pair Square up with that. So as PayPal continues to leak, it puts pressure on Square because the relationship guys, the pairs guys do that. So if PayPal continues to struggle, Square won't go up. I think if PayPal can show any bit of life, I think Square will have, you know, have the turnaround a lot faster. So I kind of like that for a catch-up trade. But again, you know, these are laggard trades. They're laggard trades for a reason is that they haven't been doing very well. And maybe there's a reason behind that too. So you've got to consider all of that. I mean, Chad's talking Unity. Unity sitting here on the lows. That was a metaverse play. Mm. I'm not sure. I would think they're going to be an AI play as well. This is a sneaky one here, Money Mitch. Joel, Unity's sitting down here near the lows. Is there a trade on Unity? Buy it at 28.40 pre-market. Stop yourself off the 26.66 low. Or even if you wanted to take it down to the low of the move, that'd be over, th- over 10%. So that's a little bit further. I'd rather stop myself off the low of the move. But all right, Unity down. That's a sneaky one. Again, long term, though. Some of the valuations on these things are just scary. So you've got to consider all those factors. But 
I'm just playing, looking at, you know, what hasn't gone because I can't bring myself to chase NVIDIA at this point in time. Maybe some of these laggards and money Mitch just mentioned, maybe some of these show a little bit of life here late in the cycle. Uh, you know, one thing and one strategy to do with these two is like you guys are looking at it saying, oh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm not trying to lean on the low of the move. Yeah. But what if you like you pick an area like I'm looking at this unity. Yeah, it's at, you know, 28, 38. But look at this, the, you know, the highs from last week and the week prior, just above 30, maybe set alerts. Right. And mm -hmm. if you get above 30 and hold 30, yeah, maybe you're missing out on some of the boat, you know, some of the move like a buck, a, you know, a buck and a half here, but you're also, you know, keeping yourself out of it. If it continues to go lower or take a half of, you know, take a half position now. And then if it shows above 30 that, you know, it, it, it can move, you can add to it. I was just looking at the square and same thing here. The high from last week was 62.55. You had another hot couple highs in the 62 handle. That's still a couple bucks away. Maybe take a little position there and let it, you know, show some strength because it just seems with these stocks, it's like, and and you and you have to be willing that if it gaps up, and this may be a little bit of my weakness, like, yeah, I want to buy it at like 62. And then that one day someone comes up with like a triple upgrade or something and opens at 63 then you can't be afraid to hop in the thing and, and go with the momentum because like meta, I mean, look at that double, you waiting for gap fills, pullbacks. You didn't get it. Uh, NVIDIA. I don't know if you're, I mean, I'm almost like ready to say that NVIDIA is never going to fill that gap. Right. At uh, three Oh six Oh seven. It's a hundred points away as we speak right now. So it's just a, a two approach to strategy, you know, buying it on strength, at least you get the momentum going to the upside. Yeah, it's something to look at. And uh, I, mean, I think with the way that you mentioned that, Joel, just to kind of put it and emphasize that, I agree. Um, sometimes you don't have to get all the move, especially if you're looking for a bigger move. Uh, and sometimes letting the stock actually get through some levels really start showing you the strength. Another thing that I'm looking for on certain charts is to look like if we're getting those undercut and rally type of trades. Uh -huh. um, so that's another area that I'd be looking at. And that's why I like square two. You can see on the last time it cut through the 58 support, tons of volume kind of getting in. And now I'd look for the volume to increase if it breaks out through that 62, <clears> right? And, and then look to see if the buyers start stepping back into the trade. Um, but what do you got, Dennis? Uh, just remember, the market has two sides. So lots yeah. of plays have been shorts here. Like, you know, these consumer staples continue to show weakness. I, I would nice. imagine I'm going to play some of these short off the open. I think it continues. Again, just these are opposite tech plays. Short, so short long yeah, I tech. I like this. I like this. Right now, short consumer staples and short drug stocks and short all that defensive stuff is the same thing as, you know, lower beta play. But, you know, same thing as being long AI really right now because they're going the exact opposite direction. Yeah. I mean, look at Procter & Gamble. I was short it this morning. I already covered it in. Um, you know, so and it's down, trading down a buck. I mean, you can say, oh, these are boring, but they're lower beta trades and they're safer trades. So a lot of times what you see is early in the morning, you know, they're just buying everything. You're like, well, it's going to be AI day. Eventually, they're going to short, you know, consumer staples. So just knowing that that rotation is likely to come in by 930 or even, you know, by, you know, after the open. You can get ahead of it sometimes. So, I mean, I think that's, you know, another way for day traders just to be thinking. You know, a lot of people come in and they're just like, oh, I'm buying everything. And you've got to remember, we've got two tail of two markets here. 
And as much as tech is in this biggest ramping up, melt up bull market, there are a lot of stocks that are in full on bear markets here right now. So selling rallies on these other names has been the play and continues to be the play. So, you know, obviously I trade both ways. I try to trade market neutral, but you know, what I was doing this morning was long some tech and short consumer staples. And I'm like, holy cow, is that ever working? You mentioned that last week that uh, on one day you crushed it. It wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, riding the momentum stocks up is that you did play the opposite end of uh-huh. it. And then you did, uh, uh, you yeah. did play the, uh, some of those stocks. I had one of my best trading days of the year on a huge update for tech. And I didn't even trade short. Yeah. I was short like Procter and Gamble and short Coca-Cola and short these, because you know what? A lot of these stocks were opening like flat and I'm like, well, the money's going to come from somewhere. And you know, they open flat and then boom, the rug pulls out and, you know, you can size up on those trades as much as I like, you know, talk about, you know, normal size positions when I start, you know, and I don't have a lot of positions on this morning here, um, but, you know, I do have a few positions on, but, you know, as much as, you know, like you think about, oh, you know, NVIDIA and you think about these other ones, you can size up on some of these like consumer staples because they're safer plays. Like I'll take normal size positions in like an AMD, but on like, if I'm like playing like a Coca-Cola short, I take a five times or seven times size normal position because the thing isn't moving around three, four percent. Liquidity. So if yeah. you go in and you know you're short Coke and it goes down one percent, but you have a five times position size on, that's like like being long AMD because it goes up five percent. It's the same mm-hmm. amount of money. So yeah, I mean, you don't have to you know, stress so much, right? I and mean, you don't not... stress as much, Mitch. And if yeah. you're wrong, you know right away, and then you can get out. But the mm-hmm. the thing I love about trading about those consumer staples and they're boring, but the liquidity is there. You could come in with 5,000 shares of Coke and get done, maybe not in the pre-market, but you get done within a few cents in the pre-market. I'm not saying to short yeah. it right now, just saying that if this day continues like it is, they're probably not coming and buying Coca-Cola. Now, again, if all of a sudden they pull the rug out from tech, that's when you got to turn around and buy those consumer staples. They're the opposite mm-hmm. trade right now. So there's different ways to play it. Just understanding relationships is how I get an edge. I mean, I see Coke and I have no position in it right now, but I see it down 0.17%. And I think if AMD and those are going to stay up 4 or 5%, could Coke go down 1% today? It could. It, you could go down off the open. Again, you've got to keep your eye on AMD, though. If they, AMD and NVIDIA's, if all of a sudden those start pulling down, then the opposite of play is true here. So it's funny. I say, you know, on the Coca-Cola, and it's got an 80,000 share buy imbalance here, too which actually, you know, could push the price a little bit up at the open, give you a chance. So, you know, for a day trade here, maybe Coke, you know, in the pre-market or short, you know, and I have no position right now. I may at the open. I haven't decided yet. But if it opens too high, there's different ways to play this stuff. Uh, right. There's also just one thing before you yeah. pivot from that, course, Mitch. Joe. I just wanted to add that, uh, you know, Dennis, you don't like you, you don't focus, you know, on the technicals as much. Right. But in a stock like, you know, Coca-Cola, I even some of these other chart. stocks, but it comes into 60 and it's the first time it's been to 60. You're not short in 5,000 at 60 or one. You might go and look at the book. You just know, you know, the half and whole in a stock no, like that's true Coke. Too. Yeah, that the half and whole, you'll, you'll go out there, you know, whatever. If you have a short on and it's coming into that area, you'll say, okay, 60.05 or 60.04. You're not going to battle the size at, you know, 60 and 60, you know, 01 and 60.02. So it kind of, with those stocks, with, uh, you know, that just the half and whole numbers and the stocks in the book, 
you know, you don't, you're not pulling up a chart and looking at that. I mean, maybe, you know, to see where the size has been, you know, the last couple of days, but that, that's another thing that uh, facilitate, uh, facilitates those stocks. And I mean, look at, I mean, did I just looked at uh, J and J here. I mean, holy They're crushing macro. these things. Yeah. Holy man. And I do have, I won't talk J and J because I got, I do have a position on in that one, but um, I like a day trading position that I plan on getting out of here today. But I mean, this is, you know, where we are. This is the market that we're in. It's the tale of two markets here right now. And it's not a buy everything market. It isn't being driven by five stocks anymore. It's being driven by all these tech stocks. And that's why we were looking this morning as catch up trade on other tech stocks that haven't gone. And maybe you get the whole basket with ARC, like Money Mitch is saying. It's not a bad call. I was on that, on, I'm on that same page. I've been saying the same thing. I mean, maybe, you know, you stop yourself out on the lows. Again, you know, if, you know, you got to leave those, have those leaders on your screen. It's all about relationships. Like people, you know, will look at a chart and they're looking, you know, just at that stock and seeing it. But again, the way I have an edge, the way I've been successful for 23 years and, you know, obviously been successful, majority of my wealth has been created from the stock market. It isn't the chart. It isn't, you know, it's understanding how everything is connected and understanding that because this is up, this is probably going to be up too. And this might potentially be down. And people don't think like that. And that's why there's still a huge edge in all that because people don't, you know, think outside of one trade. I mean, 90% of the given retail world probably doesn't short stocks at all. So they're not thinking of any of these trades. Your long-term hedge fund managers, yeah, they hedge, you know, and they might be on it there. But the majority of money managers aren't hedging. They're just long only. So they're not thinking of these trades here either. There's huge opportunities on both sides of the market here right now. We're in the bull market for tech and a bear market for a lot of other stocks. And what do you do in bear markets? You sell them on pops. Dennis, what about this question? If you're already long the AI and you're long some of these stocks, there, uh, I can't remember who, I think it was Ben maybe in the chat. Mm -hmm. I think, no, I mean, first, I think first of all, you just, do you have targets? I mean, if you have some targets, you know, maybe take off, you know, a little, you know, a little piece of your, at your target. Uh, but, you know, the one thing that, you know, that, um, you know, people don't do and, and it's very hard to do is like set, not necessarily set a physical stop, but like set, set a level on the downside at that maybe not intraday, but on a closing basis. Right. And then because that way, like, I mean, that could have kept you in Facebook. You know, on Facebook. Why am I calling it Facebook? You call it Facebook. Why you. not? I hate the name meta. <laughs> you know, if you would have said, "Okay, back in February, oh, I caught this at one thirty, one forty, and I'm really afraid about that gap getting filled," you know, maybe I'll put something, you know, partway into the gap, like one sixty, right? And then you could have just keep moving that puppy up and moving it up, and you, you know, you may miss out some on some uh, upside if it turns and goes down, but you know, how high, who's going to predict that where NVIDIA is going to go to 400, 410, 420, the targeted 450. So that that's one way to do it. Depends how sophisticated you are in the options market. But, you know, selling 350 calls in NVIDIA or 360 calls ahead of the report, you thought you were looking okay. And you got, you got ran over, right? with that with that strategy so you know one way try and be comfortable with the downside instead of trying to pick the top number one take take your target and number two say okay let them take me out on the downside and that's a hard thing to do the thing the number one thing people do the most wrong especially when they're shorting stocks is they gravitate 
to stupidity, what they deem as stupidity. And they think like, you know, well, this rally has just gotten to a ridiculous level. I'm going to short this and I'm going to make money. But what get, is ridiculous gets more ridiculous. That's always been the case, not just this market, in all markets. Like you, like Mitch, you started your whole you know trading career on the mm-hmm. story. And I mean, yeah, going literally. and shorting the hot story is exactly opposite to how money Mitch got to where he is nowadays. Literally. You know, like it's the exact opposite. Now, I don't love chasing, but I'm definitely not shorting NVIDIA. I mean, no. it's at all-time highs. Write this down. <laughs> You know, and and again, it's going to be exceptions to the rule. And if Nvidia pulls, uh, five haters texting me and saying that's okay. That's okay. I think that's okay too. Even if it does pull back, it's just more the risk to reward here, right? Yeah. And and one thing to understand when you get run over in a stock that is breaking out, there's a lot of times where you are getting squeezed, right? It it is an actual squeeze action where you have to get out, like above where you wanted to not like oh i can just wait down here to get picked off and and, and cover there um so i think that's another thing is that we don't notice it but these like to do what they're doing elevator moves up and stair moves down those are not the stocks i want to short i want to short stocks that are going to make elevator moves down and stair step up i i think you just we just got to get that mentality it's natural human nature to sell what is strong and buy what is weak and that just you know in certain markets that can work and we were in a contrarian sideways market for a long time but it's not working in this market and you know i have it too i mean you know i've had you know people ask me about disney i'm not long disney anymore i sold that at a fantastic time right before the report you know i was nervous about it and you know out and obviously i'm still nervous about because so much happened with the parks and i think they've really screwed up disney plus so I just think the story is bad here right now. But that being said, the valuation is good. Do I think there's an AI play eventually in Disney? Yes, I do. But the story is so ice cold here right now. Why try to be the person, you know, to stop that, you know, and say, okay, yeah, you know, Disney's going to turn around. Parks firing on all cylinders and the stock's making new 52-week lows. What if those parks stop firing on all cylinders? That's more trouble here. So it keeps me out of the stock. If I If you bought Disney, do I think you're making money 10 years from now? Yes, I do. I think they'll figure it out because Disney is such a great brand. But they got all kinds of issues here right now. And, you know, look at Netflix, the opposite story here right now, which, and I will tell you just from my experience on Disney Plus, I don't even look at Disney Plus anymore. So, I mean, Netflix is the king of streaming. Disney tried to, was thinking they were going to challenge them for a bit, and they haven't because they're doing everything wrong. They're not putting enough money into content. They're not focused, you know, they're focused on always the best. They need more volume in there. So, I mean, Netflix come out with new stuff all the time. Half of it sucks, but at least there's something to watch. So, and again, here's Netflix. I mean, up 20 points here today. Incredible move. Uh, but I think we got our guest. Um, no, just, he'll be with us in just a second. Okay. Uh, Jill's taking care of that. But we can talk about Netflix. I'm with you, Dennis, and looking for that next uh, Netflix expansion. Last week, I was looking for a lot of nine EMA uh, collection and then shooting off of those nine EMAs. And a lot of stocks did this, not just Netflix. So look around. This is one way that I use momentum, right? Whenever I'm looking for momentum, I use exponential moving averages. And my favorite is the nine EMA and looking for stocks to come above like this, like Netflix did a nice little breakout, come right back to that level and then look for the expansion move above. This is only when I'm looking for momentum, right? And I think that's very important. Understanding that these are stocks that are ripping off or have a catalyst to continue moving. So we can look for stocks like that all around. I think that we saw that all around. And Meta was one of those cases. Look how the 9EMA 
uh, it got the earnings pop, right? Came right back to that 90 EMA, recollected, and then kept going on the momentum. Same thing we can look to for all these stocks. This is how I'm keeping up with a lot of these stocks. And this is why another reason why NVIDIA is so extended away. I mean, you can see how NVIDIA is extended away. But look at oh Microsoft. Gosh, so far. Microsoft did the same thing. Nice little stair-step rally. Yeah. Collected the 9 EMA. Now starting to expand away. So this is what I look for momentum. And, and when we can do this with a lot of names, um, even like growth names right now are starting to set up. Uh, Carvana. Um, I saw was setting up there off the kind of the 90 MA. Look at that. Just holding up. What square nice look like on build. that, Mitch? What square look, look like on that? Because we've got the little pullback here. What's you see a nice little like push that? above to the 62s. Now recollecting around the 90 MA. And so I use this often for momentum. And that's yeah. really what I'm using it for. Is whenever I'm looking for momentum, I'm looking for stocks to expand away, come back. Also, the 9 EMA is important because a lot of people use that for the MACD indicator, the moving average convergence, divergence. Um, I could show you guys that and what that looks like. But the big reason why is that it's the trigger line on, on the MACD. And so that's why I use it on my main charting um, to kind of look for daily pullbacks for expansions higher. Um, and, but I'm going to go ahead and pull that down. Joel's back. I'll put his charts up. Yeah. Here. And I just want to say you're doing the same thing that we're doing. I mean, and again, you know, so I poo poo a lot of this stuff here, but I just don't use it. But I'm doing the same thing. I'm just buying dips on tech. So exactly. I'm like, we come to the same yeah. conclusion. I just don't have the moving average up there because I can see, you know, on, like on the square, we come to the same conclusion. I'm okay. just looking and saying, hey, you know, there's a potential here that, you know, they're buying pullbacks on tech. I get a little three, four dollar pullback in a stock like Square. It looks like an attractive entry point. So I mean, you're kind of just using your. We're kind of coming. It's funny, you know. You're using all these technical indicators that I don't use, but we're still coming to the same conclusion. So I mean, so if you need those technical indicators, you want those on your screen to draw, you know, an easier conclusion from a quantitative perspective or from your technical perspective. Mm -hmm. um, by all means, continue to do it. And I love when variables are coming together, right? You're seeing Dennis looking for the relationship kind of game, right? I'm trying to use some technicals here to kind of match that up. And when we can get these variables to come together, we have more conviction, right? Because now we're having the relationship traders looking for this move. We're having technical traders looking for this move. And then, you know, right now, the story traders are out there just looking for any kind of story to jump off of. And that's why we're also seeing such algorithm kind of pick up on anything that's AI related because they're looking for it, right? Yeah, they're just they they're just waiting, waiting to hear AI mentioned on the tape to see if it takes off. Um, now, one thing that I did want to talk about, of course, is uh, we've talked a little bit about it already. Is it just time for growth stocks overall? Right. And I think that this is definitely the important conversation. We've talked about ARC um, and we've talked about some AI names. But is it just growth overall, like anything that is a growth name? Is it time to start looking in the dumpsters? I think so. I think so, potentially. Um, and, but again, tech. I would stay with tech here at this point in time because people okay. say, oh, there's good growth over here, different sectors. Again, think about where the masses are thinking. They're not coming in thinking about, you know, some little growthy drug stock or, you know, they're, they're thinking right now. What about AI, shop? What can I get? What about shop? Nice little pullback. A little bit sleepy, hasn't really gone for the next move. I, it, I can't talk it, so I have oh, a position in it. So let's talk to go. shop. Yeah, I can't talk shop if I got a position in it, so we'll just leave it at that. What do you see, Joel? Joel do you Can see you hear that? me? Yeah, I got you, Joel. Okay, I don't know. My mic uh, no, you're got good, a man. little buggy got there. You. Shop to your drop. I mean, there's another one where you had to gap and go. 
I mean, one, you got three low, basically three lows in the same area. So you got an area to lean on uh, on, uh, on the downside. And then it looks like when you clear, what, 60, you're already above mm-hmm. 60. That was the top of yesterday's range, 59.92. We don't try and pick this one up at 60. Ride it back up to uh, not anywhere near. I like to look at things like where they are in relation to their their highs for the move or for the highs uh, from the previous week. And uh, for this one, last week's high was at 64.05. That's even uh, shy of the high of the move. Wow, 65 bucks. But uh, yeah, nice move. S&Ps, we're still just hanging up here near the highs of the session. Uh, we did get to 43 just a little bit ago, 43 and a quarter uh, was your overnight high? Don't you see anything on imbalances? Um, no. At this point, it's just the same story. And again, we see so so. There's certain days and certain mornings where imbalances really come into play. And sometimes, you know, I will use imbalances if I'm like looking to short a sector. I'll look at what has a buy imbalance right at the open, and then try to you know go to those stocks quickly to get short if I'm looking to sell. And then the opposite true. Maybe I'm looking mm-hmm. at tech stocks. What might open a little bit weak and and pop here today. So looking at that, but we're early here. I don't see much from imbalances. All I'm seeing is the rotation is nothing short of incredible here once again. I mean, Tesla, we haven't talked to too much here yet. We should dive into Tesla here. It's up another eight bucks. It's through 200 here now. He completely changed the narrative with that David Faber interview. He completely changed the narrative. The stock was sitting at 165. The guidance and everything he was talking about was not great. He talked about having a tough second half. But because he talked about AI and he talked about Tesla as maybe the ultimate AI play with autonomous drive, the story got hot immediately on those Elon Musk comments. And now we're 165, 175, 185, 195, 201. I mean, we have just rip, roared, and rally. I'd be very scared of the next quarter because I don't think it's going to be great from his conversation. But right now, nobody's even thinking about that. They're thinking about autonomous drive and everybody, you know, driving, you know, the cars driving themselves a year from now because he said it on that David Faber interview. And they're thinking about this as an AI play and it is now grouped with the AI stock. So as much as it was ungrouped from AI two weeks ago before that David Faber interview, Tesla is now grouped in with the AI stocks. AI day, Tesla's rallying right along with them. I, I think this also just has to do with simply just giving up working on Twitter. I think that's also that one of the too. things, right? Yes. I mean, ever since then, we've already started to shift our mentality of what can Elon say to save Tesla? And then all he needed to do was mention AI and boom, now Tesla's starting to be a completely different stock since that moment. Uh, Joel also wanted to mention the news of important, I think, to definitely take a look at it. Elon Musk now Twitter is facing a potential ban in Europe as France digital minister emphasizes the need to combat disinformation. Uh, Of course, this is what Elon Musk is saying that Twitter is all about bringing information, not disinformation. So here you guys see how maybe that could affect. Um, but I, I, I think at some point, maybe the Twitter and the Tesla uh, news starts to split and, and not affect it as much. Well, what do you guys think? Go, Joel. I, I, I just... I, I don't. It's good for Facebook. That's what I. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know about the whole impact. I just the reason I looked. I wanted to see why Meta was that trading up. Move. Yeah, five twenty nine, and uh, then I'm. And so that's. What, I don't know. I mean, he's done such a good job of. Uh, you know of 
of us not knowing what's going on at Twitter, how it's impacting. I thought he would have had some major margin calls by now, but I don't think really, I don't think people really think about it uh, that much. I think as Dennis said, what was that favor interview on Tesla? It was it, was it last week? So go to really? where it was 165. Yeah, it's been straight up wow. since. So I would say it's like the, the I'm it's going to my calendar here. Was it last week? May um, 6, May 17, maybe? Oh, uh, let's see. Wow. Week and a half ago? Well, it wasn't yeah. last week, week before. Yeah. We're at the lowest. 166.52. And then I think the day after the interview, it closed at 173.86. It's been straight up since that interview. Mm-hmm. Not, even, not even trying to slow down a bit. Straight up since that interview. He turned. He turned everything during that interview. He got everybody talking. They're they're bloody replaying the interview on CNBC like they don't have any content. So they're sitting there, you know, and they're replaying that interview. I mean, and, and it was awesome content. David Faber did a great job, but I mean, a lot of the other content sucks. So that what they're just milking this so so much. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the best interview that they've ever had, maybe ever or a long long time. So they just talk about yeah, this. They they're replaying it. I mean, and as they see it more and more, it gets people thinking about Tesla more and more. So you just got to consider all of those, you know, things. Uh, multiple questions coming out of the chat here, and I'm with you here. You know, is tech overbought at this point in time? Is the melt up? If I was in these stocks for day trades, I would be lightening up into this for sure. You know, yeah, because but- we have just come too far on a lot of these names. I'm with you, man. Like, am I buying Tesla here now? No, you're coming back up into this resistance area here. Am I chasing NVIDIA at this point? No. Do I think there's still catch-up trades on some other stocks? Yes, I do think there is. Um, but you know, and people ask me, am I selling my AMD? I'm up, I'm up 50% on this in like two weeks. I mean, this is, it's hard not to sell it. I haven't sold any shares yet. Part of me thinks, what are you doing? And then part of me thinks I'm just underexposed to the sector. And I think there's a long-term story here. So if I had this on for a a trade, I think you're ringing the register into this. Mm -hmm. I think because I put it in the long-term portfolio and I'm underinvested, you know, um, overall with still sitting with half cash. I think I'm probably, you know, going to hold on to this one because it's been one of the better ones. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I can't bring myself to chase here. So I'm with you. Is there going to be a rug pull here? Maybe even today. Maybe keep your eye on, you know. It, but your leaders, your leader is in Nvidia. Your absolute leader is Nvidia. If Nvidia goes through 400, then all of a sudden comes back down through 400 here. That would be a concern. Not saying it's going back to 300, but just saying, you know, do we need a breather here in tech? Do we need a down day in these tech stocks? Maybe, maybe. I, I, I'm thinking here that don't forget that at the end of the day, overbought and oversold is always relative, right? And I think mm-hmm. that one of the things that I like to do is I always look at relative to the stock, uh, stock history. So NVIDIA is right now at 89 on the daily. Stock history has it even up as high as sometimes as 95. So once it gets to 95 near 100, then I can start thinking about maybe we can start seeing turnaround. For right now, that still has juice. Um, and AMD is a little bit a little bit more. It's up there at 90. It can get up there to close to 98 historically. Um, that's when we've seen AMD kind of top out. But I think we're going to have also our capitulation uh, event, right? Where we can have like maybe another day where it's just banging, banging, banging to the upside. And then quick turnaround. That's another. It kind of feels yeah. like it could be today. It yeah, kinda it could feels be. Like that could almost be today. It could I mean. be, Dennis. It could be today. It could be coming up, right? And I think that that's why we need to be what quick to the trades also now, yes. especially if we're trying to catch these lag types of trades. Like these lags, I wouldn't expect to get 
you know, 50, 60, 70% returns on those types of trades. AMD is a little different. That's a rocket, right? It can keep going. It can get to that type of return. Uh, one that isn't, hasn't been a rocket. I wouldn't expect it to all of a sudden become a rocket. Um, I think so like what you got to look at is what, I mean, we're looking at these individual stocks and, you know, they're moving on their, their own technicals or their own fundamentals, but what, what's going to upset the apple cart in the market, right? And so you got to look forward. I mean, what, you know, fed heads, you know, coming out and saying stuff, jobs number on Friday, right? We have CPI, you know, not coming up until, a couple weeks into June, right? So is NVIDIA earnings going to knock this down? No, because they just reported. So you have three months to, to stick around for that. So, I mean, for these, yeah, for these, uh, for the stocks and the overall market to go down, there has to be, you know, some kind of negative catalyst out there, you know, yeah. COVID China, uh, Taiwan, but, you know, right now, you know, those things are, are you know, very, very hard to predict right and now. When we look at the earnings calendar to that point here, Joel, there's a lot of tech stocks on the earnings calendar, but there's no NVIDIA. Big guys. There's no Apple, Microsoft. The biggest name probably reporting in tech this week is Salesforce, which reports on Wednesday. It's probably the biggest one. And that could not cloud down. Is it going to take the whole entire market down if it's bad? I don't know. If it's good, the opposite could occur as well. I'm just looking at the names. Um, and if you've got the calendar, Mitch, I don't know. I'm throwing you under the bus on that. You could show yeah. it. I'm looking tonight. We got like Amba, Hewlett Packard. <laughs> I mean, tomorrow we got Wednesday. It's, I keep saying it's Tuesday because Monday, the ho holiday. But Wednesday, we've got CRM, CrowdStrike, Chewy, Okta, which you yeah, talked okay. about already, Viva Systems. So you got some cloud names. You got some tech names in there. Thursday, we had Lululemon, which retails in a totally different market here right now. Like we were saying, we were selling rips on retail. AVGO. I mean, maybe we should stop there for a second. Thank you, Money Mitch. He's awesome. AVGO reports, I believe, on Thursday, Broadcom after the close. And I mean, this move, Joel, in Broadcom is nothing short of absolutely incredible. This is, believe it or not, even though it's a $600 stock, it's typically a lower beta tech. Really? Yes, hmm. because... Who was talking it, Broadcom? Well, good call there, Mitch. I don't know if you were or if you weren't, but you know we all <laughs> nah, pat ourselves on the back. We allow it on this show, so good that, call if you did. That was one that we, we mentioned before the, the breakout on Thursday um, with the nice. NVIDIA Was that on your show or that was on this show? No, that was here because we, we, nice. we weren't paying attention to it because NVIDIA was rocketing, but AVGO just mentioned a move with The Apple. headline. Yeah, yeah, with Apple. With Apple, And no one yeah. cared. No, no one I was know. paying attention because yeah. and NVIDIA had made a 20% move higher. Yeah, the it was a sneaky play. So what a move in AVGO from 690. So good call, Money Mitch. 690 up to $830, 140 point move. Yes, it's a $600 stock. But look at the chart. It doesn't have moves like this. I mean, Joel, this AVGO hey, has maybe wow. never had a move like this before. So, I mean, we are, when we look at perspective here, you are an upside capitulation on these names. That's your long term chart. It's maybe never had a move like this before. These can continue, and it's up another 20 points here today. So it is continuing. It's not a name. I don't short rocket ships, but I do take my profits into rocket ship type moves. So I think if you're in this, I do think you ring the register. I do think some of these moves, it is maybe time to ring the register in some of these crazy moves because these are gifts. 
And we've seen this in the past, you know, in 2020, we'd see this. And you know what? It was, you know, looking back when you get these, you know, ridiculous moves, sometimes it's time to ring the register. 140 point move in AVGO is a huge move for that stock. This is not, you know, some small cap tech name. This is a huge, huge company. So with a lower with a catalyst, with a potential catalyst. It already had the catalyst. The catalyst. No, no, no. I meant with the earnings. With the earnings. Oh, and then you have yeah, and then you have the Thursday move. So you do, you know, you're maybe going to run it. Maybe it continues, and these moves can continue. So maybe you know you're in it. Maybe you're trailing up. Mm. Maybe you're just looking at it. But you do have to protect your profits somehow in these things. If you're in these names, I don't know if you're in it, Money Mitch. You talked about it. But if you're in these names. I mean, I think you've got to find a way to protect your profits, have your point where, okay, I'm going to get out, you know, and, you know, maybe it's 800 on this, you know, maybe you're just saying, I'm going to let this ride. It's silly enough. Maybe it go 850, 880, who knows? But if it gets back under 800, I'm going to ring the register and sell because I'm not going to let the momentum turn the other way. So I think if you've got to be looking, you know, at some of these crazy moves as, you know, taking some profits into some of this. The biggest monthly candle that I could see in this one, uh, to the upside at least, was back in uh, December of 21, and it had um, a 230-point move, right? And this is getting close. That would take it up to 830. So, uh, But uh, percentage basis, it could take it... Uh, even more than that but uh mitch 854 and uh probably a lot of stocks that we're talking about are showing up in the trade zero filter why don't we go to that segment oh joel hit me with the mitch you falling asleep on me sorry guys i didn't have that ready to go he's there ready. he was <laughs> yeah, good on earnings counter I threw, we throw him under the bus all the time he gets it 90 no I you know it. i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i was doing guys because i think it's important too i wanted to mention when the next cpi readings and the next yeah. meetings are um, so that? CPI reading is June 13th and also we'll get FOMC meeting the same day. So get ready. June 13th really? is going to be massive, important. Uh, the 12th and the 13th are the FOMC meeting. The 13th is the CPI report. So I think that's definitely something that I'm going to watch out for because we started to see on the PCE inflation going up. And I was wondering if that was leaving room for the Fed to actually raise interest rates one more time. And if that could be the turning of this market, right? <laughs> um, because if Powell says, you know what, I want to tame this market down. One of the ways, the easy ways, I think, would be to mention an interest rate hike again. And then, ba-pow, we're going right back down, baby. You know right what else? The chop zone. You know yeah. what else is that week? What is that week? Yeah, Triple D, you should know. The, that week in June. My birthday? <laughs> uh, no, I know your birthday's coming. coming up. Quad Witch. Oh, Quad, Quad Witch. The Ooh. same week we got it. We got a Friday. We got an early Friday coming this week, right? So this is your first Friday. Get so ready. next week's going to be rollover. We all know how fun rollover can be. <laughs> and then your third. So then you have your CPI, your FOMC, and your quad witch on Friday. I mean, the momentum could could continue to the upside until the quad witch, and then see if we get a turn off that. But uh, a lot, lots going to happen between now and now. Yeah. All right, let's um, do it, guys. One thing I just want to say while you're talking inflation, yeah. and then he's going to get the trade zero segment in the background. But what they did not care about that PC number. I mean, no. it came in a little no, bit. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And oh. are they? Are we in such That's, a market here right you know now? Call where they don't even the care <laughs> about inflation. Are we gotten to that kind no, of craziness yep. that 
we don't even care. We're showing a little bit of hot number. We don't care. We're just buying tech. I mean, it was completely swept under the rug. Yeah. And, you know, we know this market will eventually care if the Fed starts raising rates. So if inflation starts to get hot, nothing will derail this market faster than if we start to actually get inflationary action in the real world here again. And I I've been arguing for a long off. time. I don't think inflation has gone away. You know, I don't think, you know, and, and now we're talking about a 61% possibility of raising rates at the next meeting here. Everybody thought they're one and done. When does tech start to care? Maybe that's the they bigger question because it they will. Don't. But right I now, right they now, don't. I think right now the market has priced in a pause and that's where I get most concerned. If for, there this is meeting, for this meeting? For this meeting? Yes. No, yeah, no. I, I think the market's already, it was, it was, a, it was a given like to before the pce what's the fed tool the percentage the percentage tool was like in the 80s 90s and then they went down to 40 percent when the pce came out isn't it back up isn't it back up it's like it's like right in the middle i can take a look right now okay because i take an update i think they're gonna go i think we got a couple more quarters in us before we even so right now we have 35.8 percent um for the current a pause and 64 percent saying a raise before prior let's say a week prior that was at 71.9 percent for a pause and so i mm. thought that the market was already pricing in that pause and that's why we were getting this rally right um and now i think that's slightly adjusting towards what we're seeing which could be that we raise rates one more time and of course i don't think that we're going to raise rates twice but even raising it once when everybody thought we were going to get a pause could be a big flip of the narrative and that's why I'm keeping the it. market's letting them raise. The market's going to let them it raise is. again. You're yeah, exactly it, right. The market is letting it. them raise. Yeah. And giving them the opportunity to keep battling inflation. Right. Yep. And, and say that that's the narrative. We haven't seen any troubles come from the regional banks. So we'll dogs see what happens. Barking. Must be trade <laughs> you know it. They, know, they the know. dogs. Show us the show us. They the know the feds out there. First. Time to they, buy they U.S. Bark. steel. They bark, baby. <laughs> it's U.S. With U.S. Steel, Joel, what are you seeing? No, I'm just saying. Go the down Dogs ones. are barking because their AI was steel. Help me. How can we do it? How can there be AI connected to the steel industry? No, it isn't. That's why X is on the lows. Yeah, that's why you got to be careful with basic materials. But another reason why we're looking to see, um, focusing, I'm looking at basic materials, energy to see if that trade falls off which could help inflation, right? Let's just be honest. If we keep seeing uh, those materials kind of falling off the tape, we see energy keep falling off the tape, that's what's going to help inflation come to that 2%. Let's take a look at the net change up today. Of course, you guys are seeing stocks like Netflix and video. We've talked a lot about those. You're seeing MSTR. So I'm guessing Bitcoin is starting to make a move higher, we, Joel. We talked about Bitcoin. This was a sleepy trade and, um, and it's starting to show some life. I mean, if you start seeing you know, all the tech start going, you got to think Bitcoin starts to show life here as well. Exactly. We've talked about Bitcoin as a NASDAQ stock before, which it basically is. NASDAQ, Bitcoin has pulled back here. I'm not surprised Bitcoin gets some love over the long weekend here. I think on pullbacks here, Bitcoin is interesting. Not going in my long-term portfolio, but as trades here, I'm a buyer of Bitcoin on pullbacks. Last week's high, 301.20. Have not hit that yet in the pre-market. I'd see if you're looking for more follow-through to the upside, let's take out that 301.20 and keep on going. That's what I'm looking at at MSTR. 
Yeah, I think all these charts look very similar. And uh, I was also looking at Mara there and you can see very similar chart, nice little pattern there also to look for a little move higher. These will actually be on my radar today. I'll keep them watched to see what happens. And who knows, maybe I trade them in live trading. Come check us out, team. All right, let's keep going. We'll take a look at some other ones on here. Of course, you're seeing Lamb Research. That has taken off. I don't know how the hell I made money on this short the other day. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah, Dennis, you remember that? I told you, and you even were like, man, you, you got some ballsy. Got some guts. <laughs> well, let's just yeah. say I covered really quickly into the 9 EMA. That's why I was I, I went to the 9 EMA, and I covered it. It was that day where it broke to six five sixty seven. Now we're up there to 640s. And I'm seeing a lot of these equipment stocks kind of take off. AMAT also on a part of this space. What do you guys think about these kind of stocks, equipment, uh, supplier? I mean, uh, this is all just part of the same trade here right now. It's tech versus everything else. And let's just, you know, because we're running out of time here, we can see these are all the tech names. Let's look at what's down. Let's because do what it. Gonna oh, see we know what's down is yep. all the non-tech stuff. Exactly. Look at who's leading the pack. UNH. Defensive. UNH. Healthcare. Lily. Healthcare really? really getting hit lately. These are defensive. Oil names, defensive. I own PXD. It hasn't been good. Chevron, <laughs> down again here. Alta. I mean, this Ulta. is all long TSLQ because it's the short Tesla. That's why it's mm -hmm. down. McDonald's, McDonald's. ExxonMobil. Look what is littering. Budweiser, which is just a Oof. terrible story. This, obviously been, this is one I want to look at. This has been a, a rapid move higher. Hershey's and, and stocks like this. Look at this. That's this, a downtrend. These are the ones that they don't want right now. They oh, don't yeah. want defensive risk, names. Risk, They're on risk, risk on, baby. This is risk off trades. So MDLZ, again, understanding your rotation, you know, leaves. keeps you short this list. You know, this Ooh. is the list that of what has been working on the short side, really. All of these names. You know, as McDonald's, you know, at its valuation over lofty. I would sell McDonald's here right now if I owned it here because this has been, you know, and again, maybe a long term and maybe, you're, but if you're short term in McDonald's, this is not the stock to be buying on a pullback here right now. Lots of people have been hiding in this name. Lots of, you know, like move. It's had a huge move up here. It's sitting up near the highs. Again, if tech turns around, but if you're, you know, bullish tech, you've got to be bearish McDonald's at this yeah. point yeah. in time. Well, you got a great level in McDonald's here. Last week's low, 84.68. There was another uh, 84.58. 84.71 was Thursday's low. So it's hanging there. Traded below in the pre-market. So unless this thing has really got to get an 8450 bid. If not, things look kind of open on the downside. Also, the close at uh, 286.04. It did break a four-day losing streak, but it, look at this thing. It's down. The S&Ps are making almost a new high for the year. This thing's trading down in the pre-market on a half a million shares too. But I'm going to let you guys take it the rest of the way. There's only one number, one number only out there. That's your February high of 43 and a quarter in the S&Ps. We hit it overnight on the uh, right on that 6 p.m. open on Sunday night. We hit it this morning. Keep an eye on that, folks. Not much on the uh, as far as daily resistance go if you take out that pre-market high triple d i'll check in with you later everyone have a great day fun show today tale of two markets starbucks in the chat being mentioned look at it i mean yeah. this is a non-ai play this also is if we're going into a slowdown in the second half these are stocks you don't want to be in mm -hmm. you know and there's a reason these stocks are going down here too it's ai and tech versus everything else yeah. this has not been a market where everybody has participated and if you're underweight tech you're underweight you know um if you're underweight tech you're just not doing very well at all here because this market has just been driven by tech and that's everything. It was originally being driven by five or six stocks, now being driven by all these tech stocks. There are so many other sectors that just don't look good. 
I mean, Caterpillar sitting down here on the lows. Deer sitting down here not too far from the 52-week low here on Deer. I mean, these are issues. You know, there's obviously yeah. issues here. Not 52-week low, but 2023 low. I mean, I mean, what a tale of two markets. We're not looking for low PEs anymore. We need high not, PEs. They're not right now. Nope. We need high PEs. We need growth. Remember, That's it's always about to. where the current environment is, right? Not and, and necessarily, it's not even where the puck is right now. And I think that that's what you're seeing. The puck's moving, right? We got to stay with the puck. Right now, it's moving towards away from low PEs. So even growth at a reasonable, a reasonable value like Lily could be a selling off moment here, right? Could be a moment to take some profits as the, the, the recent kind of big move higher, right? I'm looking at healthcare turning around. It's already showing it, right? I mean, look at Lily SLV. Lily's a scary chart here. It had the blow off top above 450. Now it's consolidating. Looks like to, to me to go lower. It does. It All does. these charts you're looking at here on this down filter don't look nice here either. UNH is a defensive name. It's you know popped up back in April. Now it's consolidating here near the lows. Yeah. Looks like it wants to go lower here too. So a lot of people probably doing it backwards here and looking at buying these names. And you know maybe we get a turnaround here. But until tech starts to show some weakness. This whole list is going to show, you know, a lot show show the weakness. So I mean, yeah. it's just this list is moving opposite to tech. So and stocks if, with good news, like like let's say Pfizer had really good news, it's coming back down. Yeah, like, come all way back down. they were sold. thinking of it as, and I'm long Pfizer. They were thinking yeah. of it as, you know, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden a weight loss play yeah. with a weight loss drug, and it popped up. Pfizer's a sneaky one here, though. If they start to think on that, I kind of like it on the pullback here. I'm already long it, so talking my book. Um, yes. but you know, as you get near the lows, maybe a stock like Pfizer, if they start thinking about the weight loss drug, get another headline, it could wake it up again. But the story here is cold, ice cold. Are the story broken on all these names? None of these stories you see on this list have broken stories. McDonald's story is not broken. You know, these aren't Bed Bath and Beyonds. These aren't like, but they're all cold. They're all cold yeah. stories. And until AI loses some of that heat, these stories start to stay cold. That can change in a hurry. But a lot of these stories are cold. Now, Budweiser, I would completely stay away from. They obviously, you know, um, we know that, you know, the commercial and all that stuff happening yep. and 23% down sales. We can't Target say anything. Also. We don't want to upset anyone by talking about it, but we know Budweiser has its own issues. So that's a completely different story. Story is broken there right now. I don't know what changes that narrative, but that's a tough story. Um, I'm just going down the list. Hershey, Shell, Merck. I mean, all of these are defensive would, plays. This market would is you not buy Sam's? Would you buy Boston beer? I, it's I'm been a bad stock for a long time, Money Mitch. If you yeah. look at the long-term chart you know? in Sam, and I've argued with Sam, the biggest problem with Boston beer is maybe craft breweries coming at them. This was a $1,300 stock back in 2021. It's 300 bucks. I mean, I don't know. I think there's better places. There's easier places for your money here right now. I it's a tough you. list right now. It is. It is. Defense, All right, guys. Like market always. doesn't want to play defense. But again, be careful chasing here. Because the narrative can change in a hurry. I don't know when the eventual rug pull happens in tech. I can tell you, though, AVGO, 150 points and an upside move feels like upside capitulation to me. Yeah. I, it's usually a good idea when stocks are having upside capitulation to take some chips off the table. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Like always, you guys can check out Trade Zero's flagship software. I put the link in the chat so you guys can get three months for free of the flagship software. We're going to wrap it up, Dennis. It's time to get into the market. And I, I would tell you to do like the Heat, not like the Celtics today. So ah. 
Step up, baby. Money, Mitch. Nothing better than when your team is winning. Nothing better than when your team is winning. I'm going to get a haircut when the AI rug gets It was a tough one. It was a tough one. Have a good one, my friend. Take care. Go do what you do best, my friend. You guys keep up with Dennis Dick, of course, Triple D Trader on Twitter. Now it's time to get you guys over to the live trade in action. And, of course, Money Mitch is getting after it, team. So I've been doing a couple of different things. I've been really kind of mixing in different accounts. Um, so, of course, I do some swing trading. Now I'm, I'm kind of coming after it with a little bit of a prop trading account, uh, trying to go ahead and take my next level, maybe follow in the Triple D's footsteps, right? Um, also, um, pushing forward in, of course, the Moo Moo's uh, small account challenge. I've done pretty well on that, building up. And, I, I mean, I can't be mad right now. Overall, in one month, I'm up about 12.5%. Uh, the S&P 500 is about 3.6. So can't be mad about 12.5% in a month. And I'm going to continue pushing forward. You guys come check me out. Come see what I can do. Come see why they call me Money Mitch. And of course, you see the M's on there. It's all about Miami, baby. Jimmy Butler. Shout out to you, my friend. And of course, shout out to Caleb Martin that really carried us through. Without him yesterday, we wouldn't have made it. But like always, look for relationships, team. That's what I wanted to tell you guys today to keep pushing to that next level. And I want you guys to check out some of the short action that I'm coming out with from VCon, especially my Tim Tebow video. You don't want to miss this. I'm going to be trying to release this either today or tomorrow. I'll let you guys know all about it tomorrow and give you guys the link to check it out. And it's all about relationships in life. So go take some tips, some stock tips, of course. But like always... Focus on the relationships. Try to build relationships. Try to keep building your skills to the next level and learning from the best. We'll see you next time, team. Like always, all this is for informational purposes only, not for investment advice. Let's get you guys over to some live trading action, and that's starting up now.